My name is Summer. And my name is Nicole. And we are financial advisors. This is the He's Gone, But the Money's Not podcast. We have worked with many widows during our careers. Although we are not widows, we see the need for solid financial education before and after losing a spouse. We do this by telling stories from widows and our own lives. So Summer, uh, have you ever had a period of time where you said like tons of medical expenses? Yes, uh, definitely. Um, Well, just in my younger years, I remember my parents having this when my brother was rocking out on stage and a guitar went into his forehead. And so he had to go to the ER. And then I think that same year we had some other, you know, I'm one of six kids. We had somebody else get hurt and need to go take care of some medical expenses. And I remember it being... Yeah, just a expensive year for our family and and dealing with all those different issues and you know how kids can be. So, yeah. And then I feel like once I hit 30, all of a sudden I had to go to the doctor. Like before that, I never went. And then I got 30 and I'm like, oh, it's expensive to go to the doctor. And what will my health insurance cover? I don't know. Totally. And that's always a question in the back of my mind when I go to the doctor. I feel like it's not always very clear what I'm going to end up paying. And same with the dentist. I'm just, uh, I hope I don't have any cavities because I don't know what the bill will look like at the end of the day. And figuring out your insurance can be kind of complicated and I don't keep it memorized. So it can be kind of hard. Yeah, for sure. So one thing that can help with medical expenses is a health savings account. We're going to talk today about that. But also it helps a lot with taxes, which I know is a big thing people like to talk about and find ways to save money on taxes. Absolutely. I think too that HSAs or health savings accounts, like Nicole said, they're like really tax advantaged in the sense that you get a full deduction for what you put into your HSA. So once you the once you put in money to the account, it can uh, go on your taxes and really help you out because taxes, like Nicole said, are really expensive. And so this can be a great help. Yeah. And it's the only account it's like one of the only ways to find a place to put money tax-free. Meaning that as long as you use it for a medical expense sometime in your life, you never have to pay tax on that money, the what you put in, what it grows to, or when you take it out. So it's um, like one of the best tax opportunities you have out there. Yeah, definitely. And what you can use your HSA for is to pay for medical expenses throughout the year. You can also invest the money that you put into your HSA. So it's kind of a dual purpose. You can use it for your medical expenses or you can let it build and grow and use it in the future. So really awesome opportunity. They're kind of new and not a lot of people know about them. So we felt like we really needed to get into this and and kind of tell some stories of how they've helped us and people we know. So I thought first we could talk, take one direction of, okay, what if you use your HSA right now to pay for your current medical and how that would work? So every year there's a max limit of how much you can put into your HSA and you can take it out almost immediately and use it for medical expenses. They have to be qualified. You can find a list online of what counts and it's like pretty big. So there's a lot of things you'd be surprised. Like I was surprised to find out it could pay for my glasses and then LASIK surgery when I got LASIK. <laughs> yeah. So that was really fun. 
Yes. And I think what I did last year is when I got a bonus from work, I just put it into my HSA and I'm like, oh, great. This can help pay for a major medical expense like in the future when I have a baby or when I get LASIK because I want to do that as well. And so it's kind of been like a little goal account for me of like, hey, I know I'm going to have major medical expenses, especially being a woman who wants to have kids that... um, will definitely play a part in the future because having kids is expensive. So Yeah. It also pay for IVF. Yes. Like you can use it to pay for IVF. And then um, what are some other weird ones I saw? Birth control. That's yep. another big one for women. Uh, you could just use it to build up your first aid kit at home actually too, like Band-Aids and stuff like that. Yes, definitely. So those are great points. And I think another good point is you can't use it to pay for your medical insurance deductibles, but you can use it for a lot of the other things, like you said, that come up. So yeah, And co-pays. Yes. You can use it for co-pays, co-pays, but not your premiums. Very good point. Do you ever use your HSA as an emergency account? I haven't, but I know that's a really good strategy that you can use. Um, it kind of as a backup for medical expenses that you may be, you know, are emergency or in the future. Yeah. So with the HSA, you can leave it in cash. And so then it's available and ready for you in case of that medical emergency or for, you know, some people like, oh, I know my kids are going to need braces this year. So I'm just keeping this money set aside for their braces. Uh, you can also invest it. We can talk more about that when we get into maybe you want to save it for later because you probably don't want to invest it if you want to use it right away. I've actually seen people do that. Like, for example, a lot of HSAs have a requirement of cash and they and so people just keep the minimum and then they'll invest it. Well, especially right now, markets are down. So if you went to pull money out of your HSA and it was all invested in the stock market, you'd be selling at a loss. So you really need to decide how you're going to use your HSA so you know how to be investing it. So if you're using it for right now or anytime in the next like probably two or three years, you definitely want to keep that money in cash. And for people of young kids, I think it's more likely you'll want to use it now. So you should probably have a good build up. I often tell people if you're using it as like your health emergency fund, probably keep about two years of your out-of-pocket expenses in cash. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. I think too, you can totally use the HSA to your advantage. So for example, this year, my parents bought a house and buying a house is expensive, um, but they also sold a house in the process to get their new house and, and they had a big gain on the sale of their house. And so they were looking for any tax deductions we could find. And they decided to look for a high deductible plan, um, health insurance plan, so they could qualify for an HSA. Even though the amount you can put in an HSA is not huge, it definitely can help offset some of your tax. And so that was like a great strategy. But you can also use that in any other um, opportunities that you have. Like if you're selling a business or if you have some sort of like high tax year for whatever reason, you can use that HSA to offset, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really great. And it, I also just tell people like, hey, it should be a regular savings account for you. Because of the big tax advantage, um, If you, especially if you have to pay taxes every year and you'd like to lower that amount. Um, Usually once you're getting your employee match, I almost say do the employer match and then be maxing out your HSA. It kind of depends on your goals too. Everybody's a little bit different. But I think it should be on the top of your priority list. I think we need to rewind a little bit and tell people 
if they're eligible, like how you are eligible to have an HSA. Yes, agreed. So to be eligible for an HSA, you need to have a high deductible medical insurance plan. And so there's different limits and those will be in the show notes. But once you, um, if your deductible is above a certain limit, then, or a certain number, you can, you will qualify for an HSA. So that's kind of how it works. And you can ask your health insurance company, you know, is this an HSA? compatible plan. And I think we should make a note. Some high deductible plans though are not HSA eligible. So it has to say that it's HSA eligible and they should say. Yes. Um, and I think the rule of thumb should probably be that you pick the health insurance that works best for you and your family. If you know you're going to have a lot of medical expenses, you have a lot of prescriptions, maybe a low deductible plan without an HSA is the better bet for you. Um, but just kind of compare that. But if you do have a plan that's HSA eligible, that fits well for you and your family, then you should do uh, an HSA with it. Yeah, absolutely. I think anyone listening to this podcast should just make a note. Go look at your medical insurance plan, find out if it's HSA compatible and look into putting some money into that account because it could definitely save you on taxes and provide you a little bit more of a cushion for medical emergencies, which... You just never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the HSA is different from an FSA. So we're talking health savings account. Those roll over year to year. The money is always yours. You'll never lose it. You can always keep it. Even if you get off the high deductible plan, the money that you put in for that year is still yours. An FSA is a flexible savings account. And that one, if you don't use the money by the end of the year, you lose it. And they kind of can be similar, saving for medical events. FSAs can do more, but um, don't confuse the two because they are different. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I put money into an HSA last year and the money is still there. I don't have any limit, like Nicole said. And I'm just, you know, keeping tabs on it and trying to make sure that it's invested correctly and I have the amount in cash that I'm comfortable with so that I can actually use it for my expenses. Yeah. So let's talk about the second use for it. Uh, that this is might be more where you want to invest because if you can fund your medical expenses from out of pocket and you have an outside emergency fund, you could use, well, I'll just tell you my, this is how I'm using my HSA is that we budget instead for medical expenses outside. And then uh, we have our own emergency fund. And then the HSA is actually a long-term savings account for us and probably for retirement medical. Uh, Fidelity did a study. And in 2022, an average retired couple may need approximately $315,000 for medical expenses and retirement. So for a single person, divide that number in half Mm. and... It's a significant amount, and that doesn't include, you know, the inflation we might see if you're young and haven't retired yet. So getting all that money saved up into an HSA that's tax-free is a long-term, you know, as we looked at the numbers and ran them, that's the best option for how to use your HSA if you can as another retirement savings account. I agree. I think too, it's good to keep in mind that once you build up your HSA that way, well, it really works best if you can cash flow your medical expenses. So if you can keep those just within your usual budget, then that HSA can grow into your retirement, which is awesome. But it has to be able to work for you. And we know every situation is different. So you have to kind of evaluate where you are. 
That's why I like the HSA. It can be used for a lot of different things. There's some flexibility there for like depending on what your financial situation is. And if you are using it for a long-term savings account, then you could invest it. A lot of people get confused. They're like, oh, I bought an HSA or I bought a Roth. And technically you didn't buy one. You opened an account and the wrapper on the outside that says it's a Roth or says it's an HSA is just how it gets taxed. And then you can invest however you want inside of it, depending on where you open the account. Like if you open an HSA at a bank, likely you can only keep cash in it. But if you open it at a different place that offers investments, you can invest it. And But be careful if you're investing in the stock market, there can be quite a bit of volatility. And if you're investing, then you should have a long time horizon. But if this is a long-term savings account for you, you're using it for retirement, you should for sure invest it and help it grow and keep up with inflation. Yeah, definitely. And just got to look at your situation and see, you know, what would be best for me? How can I use an HSA to, to my benefit? It's a tax deduction, like we mentioned earlier, but you could also use it later on in life. So you kind of need to evaluate, you know, where you stand and kind of how that works in your financial life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing you can do with your HSA, if you're saying, well, I'm going to save it for the long term, but life happens and things come up and maybe you need to tap that money. You can do a thing that's called shoeboxing with HSAs from the time you open the account, not even when you put money in it from when it's open, you can go back and reimburse yourself medical expenses. So for example, we'll just say I opened my, I don't know when I opened my HSA. 2018, we'll say that. And then um, I had a baby a couple years ago and we um, luckily could fund most of that out of our cash flow. And then I just kept all the receipts and all the bills from that. And so I have in my mind, well, I have record of this medical expense I paid. And if anything should happen, I can go back and reimburse myself. So I don't know, maybe I'm throwing out a number that's like totally wrong for how much a baby is. I can't remember, sorry. It's expensive. Yeah, let's say we paid $4,000 that year to have a baby. And then in the future, if an emergency came up, I could go back to my HSA and pull out that 4,000 to reimburse myself from the expense two years ago. You just have to keep really good records. So if the IRS comes back and audits you on what you did, you have good records of it. Yeah, especially if you if you shoe box a lot of receipts and then you go in and take out like $15,000 that might look a little bit um, sketchy. I don't know the right word, but you can say, hey, like I, you know, these are all backed up by receipts that I've saved over years or months or however long the time period is. But it's a super smart way, especially like if your account is invested and let's say like right now the stock market's down you don't want to go to your HSA and pull out of it but you can keep your receipts and then kind of you know when the stock market looks a little better you could go in and reimburse yourself from from your investment account if that's how your account is doing yeah great yeah great point um I had one lady say to me once she she had like you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars in her HSA, which is awesome because most people don't have huge balances because they've been using them or they are newer accounts. And she started to be concerned that she was building up too much money in her HSA. She's like, "What if I never use it for medical expenses?" Well, it's likely you will, because like we said in retirement, an average couple will be spending three hundred and sixty-one thousand dollars in twenty twenty-two. Um. But also part of those expenses, when once you're 65, you can use the HSA to pay for your Medicare premiums. 
And, and those right now are about 170 a month just for part B. And then there's other parts and we don't need to get into Medicare. It's a mess, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I agree. That is a super great point because those premiums are expensive. And I don't think a lot of people really think about that when they're retiring is, oh, how much is my Medicare going to cost? Well, you are in charge and responsible for paying those premiums. So having some extra cash or in an account like an HSA is never a bad idea. Yeah. And most people way underestimate how much they're going to pay in retirement for medical costs. (laughs) My parents have, they kind of hit 65 a couple years ago. And my mom's like, I just can't believe how our bodies are falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. Because not only do, do the costs go up, but you need to go to the doctor more. And I don't think, you know, people who are young don't really account for that. They mm-hmm. kind of think they're invincible or that they won't need that um, extra care, but you probably will. Uh, chances are. And then once you hit 65, your HSA can almost turn into an IRA if you'd like. If you take money out not for medical expenses, there can be penalties and taxes that you just want to avoid. But once you're 65, you can take it out with at least without the penalties, but you'll still have to pay the taxes. So ideally use it for medical expenses, but there is an out if you need it. Yeah. Like let's say your HSA just grows a lot and you had to invest it in this probably more than you'll need for medical expenses. That probably won't happen, but if it does, you can totally use that as an IRA, but you will have to pay the tax like Nicole mentioned. So so yeah, great option though. Uh, so the next thing people ask a lot is, can I inherit an HSA? You can if it's from a spouse. So if your husband passed away and you inherited his HSA, you can move it into your own name and it's just like it's your own HSA. If your kids inherit your HSA, it turns into an IRA. And then they have to pay the taxes on it, but no penalties. And then they can use it for non-medical expenses. Yep. So just transitions right over. And that's important to remember too. So as you're building these accounts, they don't pass on maybe as as you would like tax-free, but they do, they can go to your kids um, for, like Nicole said, an IRA. Yeah. Uh, so I love HSAs. They're one of my favorite accounts. I ask everybody if they have one. And if they're not using it, that's like my number one recommendation. Use your HSA. Take advantage of those, those tax savings. Um, I guess the other thing is some people are like, well, I can deduct my medical expenses on my taxes. You actually maybe cannot, and most people cannot, because you have to actually have a huge year of a ton of medical expenses in order to deduct them. And even then, they're not all deductible. Yeah. Don't you have to itemize? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you'd have to have, you have to itemize on your taxes, which is just rare. And most people don't do that because the standard deduction is big enough. So anyway. Yeah. So it's better to pay for your medical expenses. I have another lady who said, well, I just have so many medical expenses every year. I'm not going to use the HSA. And I'm like, well, no, you should definitely be using your HSA if you have a lot of medical expenses. You should put the money into your HSA and then you can immediately take it out and pay for your medical expenses. And you just saved yourself, I don't know if you 30% tax bracket, you saved yourself a 30% on those medical expenses by not having to pay tax on that money. Totally. So you can just use that as a straight funnel through <laughs> if you need to. Yeah, exactly. Because it's totally deductible on your taxes. So why not take advantage of putting some money in a tax-free account. It's rare that you get an opportunity to have money not taxed. So I would definitely take advantage if you can. 
Some important numbers to keep in mind with HSAs for the year 2023. If you're an individual, you can put in $3,850. But if you have a family, you can put in $7,750. And that includes if you don't have a spouse, but you have kids, you can count as a family plan. Yeah, as long as they're covered on your health insurance. Yes, as long as they're covered on your health insurance. And then if you're over the age of 55, you can add $1,000 to either of those plans, depending on which one you fall under. So those are some numbers to keep in mind uh, for the year 2023 of what you can actually put into your HSA. Yeah. And then remember, all that money you put in is tax-free. And then it doesn't have any taxes while it's in the account if you're investing it and it grows. And then you get to take the money out tax-free as well. So if you've invested it, let's say you put in $10,000 and over the next 10 years, it doubles. uh, That could be $20,000 that you never had to pay taxes on. So that's why we really love this as a tax account because it's one of the few places to get tax-free money. Yep tax-free in and out for medical expenses. And then the other thing to keep in mind with HSAs are don't reimburse yourself for something that was covered by your insurance. So let's say you go to the doctor, you get a physical and you see the bill was $30 and it's covered by your insurance as a routine checkup. You can't just go to your HSA and pull out $30 and say, oh, I had an exam this month. Uh, That doesn't really fall within the rules. That's kind of, you know, take you didn't actually pay for that physical. So keep well, that in mind. And here's an annoying thing that happened to us is a couple of times a few years ago that we used our HSA to pay for medical expenses. And then the insurance like did an adjustment and sent us back some money. Oh. And, and so then we're like, well, but we paid out of that from the HSA. So we had to like call the HSA company and put the money back. It was really <laughs> annoying. Yeah. So stuff like that happens. You just got to keep good records. Yes. So keep good records. That's a good, good caveat as well. Um, and then also just make sure that you are using the HSA for those medical expenses and that they are the ones that fall under your plan. So it's different for each health insurance plan, but you need to make sure, you know, what does yours say is covered. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, we love an HSA, so go use one. So what should our takeaway from today be? What should people go, go do? Well, I think everyone should take a look at their health insurance plan and find out if it's a high deductible plan or not. That would be mine, but do you and, have more And HSA eligible. Yes, and HSA eligible. Sorry. So find out if it's HSA compat- compatible and then look look into opening an HSA account. See if you have the means. Can you put some in this year? Can you max it out? Um, it's not a ton of money to do that. So I would definitely look at the options that mm-hmm. you have with your plan. And sometimes your employer may match. So if you're not putting money in, you're not getting the match. Or sometimes they just stick the money in there for you. Yeah. So find out, you know, if your employer matches, if you have it through an employer. You may not have an employer, but you may have an HSA that you can go open on your own outside of your employer if you're not with an employer. Yeah. And then I say your next takeaway is... Put some money in it. (laughs) Yeah. Make a goal of how much you can put in every month and ideally you max it out. Absolutely. I agree. So keep in mind that this is not advice for your personal situation. So be sure to talk to an advisor about how you should best use an HSA for yourself. And um, all of the stories that we told are um, illustrative and we changed any names and details for people that we use to keep them anonymous and private. 
Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you want to know more about us and what we do, visit our website, rockhousefinancial.com. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Rockhouse Financial is an SEC registered investment advisor and the opinions expressed on this show do not reflect the opinions of Rockhouse Financial or any other sponsors of the podcast. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.